This episode of the Check Out This Record podcast is brought to you by GuitarExclusive.com. Visit now for buying guides, reviews, and more. GuitarExclusive.com. Greetings and welcome to the Rock, Rock, Rock and Roll podcast. Check out this record. My name is Mark and with us as always is a guy who can really drop some balls on New Year's Eve. It's Frankie D. That's right, Mark. And please don't forget our new pal, Mother Clucker. Yes, Mother Clucker, everybody. Welcome back to the show, friends. Uh, Don't be shy about telling uh, your friends that they can find Check Out This Record on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music, or wherever the finest of podcasts lurk, you know, out there on the internet. Heck, we're even on YouTube, Frank. That's right, Mark. New episodes ah. drip and drop. Excuse you, Mother Clucker. <laughs> Jeez, they drip and drop directly <laughs> to your ears every Friday. And of course, um, listen, I'm covered in all this fake blood, everybody, for your listening pleasure. Ah. Oh, he God, sure it. is. Here on Check Out This Record, Frank, Mother Clucker, and I, Review albums, track by track, but that's not all. No, sir, it isn't. (laughs) We also indulge in a wide array of musical discussions, like our Spotlight series, where we focus all of our energies on a band's catalog and see if we can figure out what the hell they're all about. That's right. Or in our Versus series, Mark, we're going to put two, we're going to pit two, put two Mm -hmm. to pit against each other. There you go. That's what I'm trying to say. And they're going to duke it out. For total, this is the last one we're doing for 2021. Total stereo domination. I was so hoping Mother Clucker would jump in on that. Uh, (laughs) Now, if social media is your thing, and we know it's Mother Cluckers, please be sure to check us out on Instagram. Uh, We even have a Facebook group where we like to drop additional content because let's face it, of all the trash you can be looking at on the internet, (laughs) ours is pretty okay. Yeah, don't forget. And don't forget to pop over to the world famous tube of the year where, listen, you can watch us make these faces. Uh, You can, uh, as we try to put this together and listen, we're literally just putting it together like right now. And who knows, maybe there'll be some exclusive content coming. You won't want to miss as we get into our third season. So Holy be crap. sure to fire off a click mark on that old subscribe button. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, it's that time of year, buddy. It's the obligatory year in review. Hey. Hey. Uh, Frank, <laughs> uh, this has been a, uh, been a year, huh? Yeah. You know, man, I feel like now we could say that with every year. And, and I've come to realize that that's just how life life is. Like yours are crazy. Life mm-hmm. is intense, uh, but yep. there's a beauty to it. And uh, the context of uh, it being that we're in this moment right now. And, and I'm with you, my brother. And of course, Mother Clucker. <laughs> you said it, brother. Let's <laughs> not focus on all the negative shit out there and talk no. about something awesome. Like records. Uh, that's why we're here and you're here after all. Frank. Yeah. While there were a ton of albums released in 2021, a few really stuck out this year for better uh, and some for worse. I was thinking we could start off with our favorite albums for the year. Would you be so kind as to uh, to kick us off? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, an album we reviewed uh, this year uh, in one of our episodes is Hold Steady Open Door Policy, uh, of course, found in our archives. I I really love how Hold Steady blended their old lyrical style with their newer musical style and still managed to keep things interesting. Uh, Each song acts as a story with these lush visual backgrounds and characters that really exude struggle. So in a really it's a really peeled back look at these individuals. Uh, and if I recall in my review, I liked all but one song. So I, and I still like it. Most excellent. Well, uh, you know, I really love Dion's stomping uh, ground. Uh, feels very much like a, a follow-up to his 2020 blues with friends. Dion shares a spotlight with, uh, you know, some of his legendary musical friends and we get bluesy rock uh, album. Uh, that showcases what Dion and each of those very intelligent friends can do. And it just feels so damn good. Oh, it really does. And, and I just mm-hmm. want to say two things. So I forgot. I have some honorable mentions, of course, which is oh, for sure. Brian Setzer's got to have the rumble. And of course, mm-hmm. uh, the war on drugs. I don't live here anymore. So those were also good records. Uh, yeah. The second thing in relation to what you just said is that the highlight, one of the highlights of my year was actually meeting Dion via Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. And watching him <laughs> talk about, uh, life and parenting, extremely, extremely uh, interesting. And I was able to ask him a question and uh, it was blissful. What can I say? Right on. So now we're going to talk about Lucero, When You Found mm-hmm. Me. And, you know, Ooh. man, I think this is a band that just got, it, they get better with each album release. The past mm-hmm. three records, I think, have really shown them forming into their own. And as you said, Mark, uh, yeah, they have punk credibility, but this is alternative country. And I, I would love it if it was more at the forefront of the genre. Yeah, definitely. That's a great band. Be sure to check out Lucero. Yeah. Uh, an album uh, we didn't talk about uh, at all is uh, the Mighty Mighty Boston's When When God Was Great. Well, yeah. it didn't uh, blow me away. Uh, there was something about this album that reminded me so much of my childhood and the innocence uh, of believing in God as a child that really connected with me. Uh, I've been listening to this uh, on, on the sly uh, almost as a guilty pleasure like all year since it came out, but it really is a a very tight record with some heartfelt moments that all that really just kind of stuck out to me. Uh, Well worth a listen. I'll probably finally buy this uh, sooner or later as I've picked it up two or three times and then gone, hold on, wait a minute. I'm spending too much money and I put it down each time, but (laughs) it's not worth saying it's, it's not worth getting. It's a, it's a fun little record. It just brings you back to what you loved about the mighty, mighty Boston's. Um, and a simpler time. It, it really is a beautiful record. And it seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mark, just from the little mm-hmm. bits I've heard, and I have to sit down and have a proper listen to it too. It's almost like a little, uh, they matured a little bit too uh, with some of these songs, right? I mean, they were bound to grow up at some point. They, yeah, right. I would hope so, right? <laughs> I would Mother hope so. Clucker. I know. He's got a mount on him. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, speaking of growing up, the next album, uh, the, the Killer's Pressure Machine. Uh, longtime fans, of course. And this is a big band here. And so mm-hmm. I do like some sometimes popular bands. Longtime fans of the Killers, I'm sure, were disappointed when they attempted their own uh, version of Nebraska. Uh, it, w- it wasn't the new wave big sound that they were used to. But to me, I felt it, uh, I felt that it was super ambitious. Uh, the album mm-hmm. should basically be called Utah because each tune gives us a, a viewfinder of life uh, in, in Utah and the bubble that we can find ourselves in if you stay in a place like that for too long. Uh, it explores all things that you would expect in this environment. And Brandon Flowers, a, a man who follows faith, has no problem questioning it in this record. And to me, I think that's a great way for a band to progress. So I really enjoyed this record. 
Very cool. Very cool. I, I wanted to keep it kind of on the Scott front um, because I really feel like there was a ton of great Scott coming out this year. Uh, and we're really seeing, I, I think they're calling this like the 85th wave of Scott. So I don't know. <laughs> Look, it, it's just, there's a lot of Scott now. It's all forming together, but it's all, I think there's a lot of ton of cool stuff in it. Uh, one of them being the band Joystick. Mm. Um, their new album, I Can't Take It Anymore, is everything you want out of a modern ska punk band. The band is uh, self-described as bombastic, but never pretentious. And the energy uh, admits uh, from uh, the energy they admit, excuse me, uh, is just absolutely amazing. And, and, and uh, I Can't Take It Anymore is, is stunning. This cool. is the band's fourth album. Uh, and I really can't wait to see what else they have in store for us. It, it really looks like they're uh, steamrolling ahead, getting a lot of momentum and really doing some of their best writing. That's cool, man. That's one I definitely got to check out for sure. Uh, oh, for what sure. one has been a constant, constant topic with me and you, Mark off record mm-hmm. has been a turnstile turnstile glow oh, yeah. on. Uh, of course we chatted about them the other day, but I love the direction this band is going in. And we reviewed their first album in the archives, of course, mm-hmm. as you said, Mark, I think, and I agree with you. I think we're on the cusp of another genre mashup of hardcore and prog rock. So prog core, I guess. Uh, listen, I, I, I think they took the page out of the Refuse, The Shape of Punk to Come uh, with their musical expression and have that be projected in other music uh, aside from hardcore. It's really impressive. And what's so crazy, some of these songs don't even sound complete. I mean, some of them are just at two minutes. And it sounds like they could have even went more, uh, but they stick with you. I mean, I think that album, if I'm not mistaken, is 34 minutes in length. So it's like, wow, this this thing that's gaining so much momentum is only 34 hours, uh, 34 minutes. Uh, it's pretty impressive what they're doing, Mark. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I'm really enjoying that new turn style album as well. Yeah. Uh, another one I dug was uh, Chubby and the Gang. Let's ah! Mutt's Nuts. Uh, <laughs> this is a hard album to pin down. It, it feels like they harnessed the, the Ramones' love for 50s uh, rock and roll and oh. forced it through the lens of a, a post-hardcore London. Um, I don't want to say circa Leatherface, but certainly in that vein. Oh. Um, I mean, to me, I, I could be way off on that. Um, like I said, I'm really having a hard time pinning this band down. And that's why we haven't talked about it, because I want to be able to understand them more. But I, I just really dug this record. I really feel like the, the flow of the album... Um, I like the flow of the album where a band like this can easily get weighed down stylistically by, by just being too much of that Ramones fifties uh, rock and roller. Uh, plus a little hardcore can get weighed down. They do a great job of balancing this album with some slower numbers, some faster numbers and not keeping it um, too much of the same. If that makes sense. Yeah. They, they balance the record by, by making sure they didn't get stuck in, in one tempo or style for too long and move quickly between them just to keep me engaged the whole album Really interesting stuff. Um, if you haven't checked it out, I, I definitely recommend it. Cool. And at, at, that album title, say that album title again. <laughs> <laughs> Mutt's Nuts. I love it. <laughs> yep. Oh, Mark, I think we're going to be talking about this band shortly again, but Felice Brothers from Dreams to Dust. Um, mm-hmm. The Brothers Felice, they did it again. They created a super heavy filled record that's rich with all this lyrical goodness. Uh, these songs are really pieces of art. And they raise your eyebrows in a great way mm-hmm. with unexpected twists, turns, and lyrics. I'm um, also adding a, a two for one here: "Strand of Oaks in Heaven." Uh, if you want some chill indie rock music that still keeps some classic elements of rock and roll, then "Strand of Oaks" uh, I think is where it's at. I really just love this record, and Timothy Showalter's voice is becoming an instrument onto itself. It's a great album to let just play in the house while you're either sitting down or just taking time to do your responsibilities. <laughs> very cool very cool uh my next choice is emil and the snifters sniffers excuse me not snifters sniffers 
Uh, comfort to me. I was really worried about saying a meal wrong, so don't worry about it. No uh, I really dig this album. It's got a ton of old school punk rock energy. After all, the band's name is the Australian slang for poppers. Oh. Um, because according to the band, you're high for 30 seconds and then you have a headache. And that's what our <laughs> band sounds like. I just love that. Um, all that said, the, the production on this record is super tight. It's punchy, grimy, raw, and makes no apologies for its honesty. Uh, definitely check out this record. Okay, cool, cool. Well, Mark, uh, this being check out this record and all. No, all! <laughs> we cannot talk about some of the albums this year that... Uh, got overhyped or just right out disappointing. So, Mark, I, I, why don't you start the hate mail flowing and kick us off, my friend? And I can't wait. Yeah, for you. I can't wait for you to do this. By the way, I, I wrote a lot more for these than I did for the albums. I like <laughs> um, Jim Lindbergh uh, songs from the Elkhorn Trail. Uh, Frank got more than an earful about uh, this hunk of trash <laughs> recently for me. Sorry, buddy. This this album isn't your fault. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's not my fault. But G, F, and D, <laughs> it's someone's fault. And the people who made this record possible should be should take a good hard look at the choices they've made and really oh think about God. Uh, what else they could, could do that's not making uh, shit music like this a reality. Oh. Look, I, I get that there is an audience for Pennywise nostalgia. Um, and since they haven't I, written I a guess. decent album... <laughs> Since 1999, straight ahead, it's it's really no surprise that Jim's solo attempt would fall short of any expectation that it would be, I don't know, okay at best. Um, this sounds painfully like he borrowed way too much from Frank Turner and simply doesn't have the writing or actual singing skills to pull off the sound. Uh, he can't sing and he never could. But no one was listening to Pennywise because Jim's voice spoke to them. Right. <laughs> it, it was the songwriting of, of Jason Matthew Thirst that the band built their, their loyal following on. And after his death, um, they had kind of an ACDC moment with Full Circle. Uh, and then we're able to scrape enough together for Straight Ahead uh, to put out, you know, kind of a decent enough record. But as you can tell by listening to the subsequent records, the content falls right off the tracks. It's a cliche Oof. political punk dumpster firedom, uh, which leads me back to this record. Who the fuck thought this was a good idea? It's terrible. Right. And that's like some of the things we talked about. And, and you really pinpointed like kind of like they had an ACDC moment with full circle and, and straight ahead. I mean, listen, those were enjoyable, but they really haven't done anything good since 99. And wh whoever like gave the green light on this project, like you said, needs to take a hard look as to hard look. What they're putting out and yeah. what are you expecting people to pay for it? Because if it was given away for free, I could at least understand it. But to have anybody take their hard-earned money and pay for that hunk of garbage, I mean, that's just – that's. I, I mean, if you look at the cover of this thing and you, you, you just go, how is this not him stealing Campfire Punk or whatever right, that – Right, right, so, right. Like, it's just insane to me that he's trying to pass this off as some sort of original idea. Oh. It's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. If you really want to cringe, listen to it. If you want to save yourself oh. time, don't listen to it. Well, you know, so here's my side of the hate mail. I'm going to say Rise Against Nowhere Generation. Um, you know, they are, in my opinion, falling into the realm of a consistent 
you know, that consistent mediocre releases that all mm-hmm. sound the same. I've maybe expected too much from them, uh, but their last few albums, I feel, are just stale. Uh, I think the reason that they don't get any real heat, first of all, they have a massive fan base, but uh, mm-hmm. there, there is still some aggression to their music sonically. But if you take that away, it's these generic societal songs that are just consistently falling flat. Yeah, they're they're just modern '90s hard rock. That's right. all they Thank are. You. Thank it's, you. It's so that generic was, and boring. I can't stand. That's it. what I was trying to piece together. Yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, look, they they belong on Ozfest. I don't know what to tell you. Like, right, right. Thank you. Thank I, you. I saw them live. The Descendants and the Menzingers showed them up, and they each played a set a quarter as long and didn't have the theatrical backing. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. So, um, <clears throat> the Offspring. Let the bad times roll, Frank. Uh, Oh, you said it, motherfucker. (laughs) This isn't a case of like, oh, these guys are so rich, they're just out of touch, or at least not for me. Um, I don't have any reason to think that. I I don't think this album had anything to do with anything. I just think this album sounds terrible. The music has become increasingly predictable and bland Mm -hmm. for a band that was so well known for pushing the boundaries of what punk rock could and should sound like. Uh, it feels like they, they're they like dick deep in the potholes of the mainstream crap that got them popular in the late 90s. And it just isn't working anymore. I would uh, still like to try uh, the hot sauce a band put out this year. Oh, but hello. It, it says a lot when uh, one of the bands, uh, <laughs> one of the bands that made you see there was so much more to music than what the mainstream was feeding us puts out a record. And a hot sauce in the same year. And I'm more interested in the hot sauce. Uh, <laughs> bummer. This is what the offspring have become. Yeah. And you know, the, the hot sauce is... It, oh, I got to watch around Mother Clucker here. I can't say hot yeah. sauce. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Very yeah. defensive over the offspring there. <laughs> um, you know, if, again, we always talk about this, Mark. They had, what, let's see, one, two, three, four, four, like, really steady albums with Ignition being, like, one of my all-time favorites. It's so mm-hmm. crazy. And then, like, there's such a far cry of anything resembling that. And as you said, they are dick deep in the, the potholes of, of no. just mainstream shit. <laughs> be, be sure to check out in our archives yes. uh, Green Day's Dookie versus The Offspring Smash. It's a, we had a blast doing that one, and and that album as well still really fucking holds yeah. up. Smash is still a great record. And Kerplunk for Ignition, too. So That's right. That's yeah, because right, we, yeah. we had we to do a follow-up. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, Mark, this came out. I was like, did this come out in 2021? Because I couldn't remember. But Oh, oh it's so painful. Oh, Food Fighters, Medicine at Midnight. Um, you can catch us, of course, smashing this record earlier on this year 10 months right. later the album 10 months later the album is still shit it didn't change yeah <laughs> it didn't change no listen girl is such a likable guy that we consistently give him a pass i think on the constant stream of mediocre rock and roll but these songs are super corny whenever they were trying to go for which was trying to add a pinch of what rock sounds like in 2021 just didn't work uh more albums uh like this musically and i think they're gonna just turn into a nostalgia act so Dang. Uh, speaking of hate mail, oh. Greta Van Fleet, The oh. Battle at Garden's Gate. Uh, see our archives for this hunk of shit. Uh, more like Greta, get the fuck out of here with this trash. Uh, this one, uh, we, it, we covered, uh, but it bears repeating, this band is all hype. Um, there's, there's nothing to this. They're collectively less 
than the sum of all of their parts individually. The phrase modern cult following comes up with these guys, which makes sense. You'd have to be dumb enough to join a cult to like a band like Red Van Fleet. Uh, still stuck under the weight of that label, the modern Led Zeppelin, that uh, they refuse to embrace publicly, but clearly can't help but trying to rip off sonically. And it's their, then there's their costuming, which just fucking makes oh, me absolutely oh, insane. Such, yeah. um, have I said fuck this band yet? <laughs> fuck this band. Uh, break up already so that guitar playing brother can join a better band. <laughs> well, Mark, I'm, I'm not trying to be cheap here, but I'm uh-huh. totally saying that uh, I'm adding this album into my you know quick yeah. quick little blurb as well. Uh, I don't think anything more needs to be said. This disappointing is an understatement. They really had an opportunity here to form into their own and I don't know, write good songs, but it didn't happen at all. And it's tough because we get a lot of shit for shitting on them. And, you know, when people's retort is uh, anything other than the quality of the songs, then it's really hard to even take time to argue with those people. So you need a better Mm -hmm. argument than than whatever you want to say that their roots are based in this or, you know, they're young kids. That's fine. I don't really give a crap who's turning out the songs. I just want them to be good songs. So. Corrected Mundo. Uh, We uh, Frank and I discussed this briefly before recording today. Uh, No Effects did put out an album this year. Uh, It basically Mother Clucker summed it up there. It's it's continuing the trail of of crap albums they've been putting out. It's it's nice. I guess Fat Mike needed a new bathroom or something. I don't know. It's it's not worth your time. Don't even waste it listening to it. Well, that uh, should get the shit nice and turnt, eh, buddy? Oh, totally, my man, totally. Yeah, much like many of uh, the records released this year, this show has had some highs and lows. Oh. Frank, uh, I exposed myself. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. I mean, wait, wait. I exposed you wait, what? Some, <laughs> to some records that hopefully help to expand your world musically. Not always for the better, but I, I can live with that. There Let's start uh, with some of your favorite albums from the show. Sure. Uh, that we listened to. Uh, who's still getting a spin from you in uh, 2022? Absolutely, pal. You, um, so you want to do a little, are we going to do a little um, alternating here or do? I would, we'll just talk about your albums, then we'll go to mine and we'll communicate in between. All right, you got it. So you know, listen, that Thin Lizzy episode we did uh, with oh, yeah. the live record, uh, this album rips. I mean, I knew how awesome they were, but I never knew uh, that this album basically takes it to a whole new level. And I'm glad I finally got on the train because they are legit. And, you know, when in that side of rock and roll, it's a shame that more people don't mention uh, Thin Lizzy. But, man, I mean, that that was just killer. And I am totally still listening to it. Yeah, I, I'm stoked. I finally was able to find a clean copy of uh, Live and Dangerous in a record oh. store that didn't have 87,000 scratches through it. Um, <laughs> it. It took me a while. Trust me, I've been looking. But, man, what a great album. It's a band that definitely gets overlooked uh, when it comes to great bands from the 70s. I mean, yeah. really, just great rock and roll bands. They're seen as a one-hit wonder between uh, The Boys Are Back in Town, despite having a huge hit with the much-covered Whiskey in a Jar. Oh, my um, God, yeah. But I mean, they're an amazing band that for some reason people just like to gloss over. And it sucks because as far as bands from Ireland go, they are a thousand times better than you two. Fuck you, you Right, right. Absolutely. Oh. The next one, man, uh, the Black Keys, the Turn Blue record. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you picked this record specifically from their catalog because it didn't have like all the hits, which was it was awesome because it really captured like the heartache in an atmospheric way. And and this one is too still totally uh, getting spins from me. Uh, it's I I think it's really uh, just a unique one in their collection, and and I really like it a lot. So. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I think this was a great opportunity for both of us to kind of find a great entry point into the Black Keys that wasn't their cliche stuff uh, and really expand upon it. You know, uh, Dan Auerbach is really doing some interesting stuff and Turn Blue is such a great example of his ability to write. Great record, great record. Yep. Uh, the next was the Shannon the Clams Onion. Nice. Um, with our love and infinity from like 50s and 60s music, I, I enjoyed how this band plays homage to those that came before them. So it's... The existence of bands like this today that are that's not going to let modern rock kill like rock and roll. So I, I, I really am into that. And I, I hope they continue still in that 50s and 60s realm. I, I hope they don't you know, um, go modern. So I hope they keep really that classic sound. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shannon the Clams, Onion. I, I got to be honest with you, folks. Frank has an absolute aversion to uh, food titled things when it comes to music. So the fact that this made his list is is a is a great sign. I'm, I do. It's I'm weird. happy to hear that you really dug it. I, I don't think we have much to fear in terms of them changing uh, course, but uh, yeah. I'm definitely interested to see what else comes out from them. Yeah, totally. Um, and one of the most uh, more recent. Uh, reviews we did was the tears for fears the, their first mm. album the hurting uh, an album i think this was under that realm of the ones that people thought we should have listened to already or something to mm-hmm. nature uh listen it really takes the new wave and 80s pop into a deeper uh, and darker arena and i love the overall darkness and of course uh my wife being a big fan of tears for fears definitely we keep listening to this record so very cool yeah i i was just as surprised as you were that this album was as engaging as it was. I really thought it would be some cliche new wave post-punk stuff, but it, it, it was really just a fun, yeah. fun album. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, man. So those are my highlights. Uh, you know, it's funny because I did look in, in a lot of the episodes where, where you took the lead uh, were then of course, ones that we we've already like IRA was familiar with. So like, you know, descendants, everything sucks and things of that nature, but this was mm-hmm. the core of the new ones you turned me on to. So Very cool. Very cool. What about me, uh, man? Uh, let me tell you, uh, Mother Clucker killed it this year. <laughs> um, some really choice uh, choices. Uh, and my, my record collection is uh, fatter and happier. Eh, that's subjective. Uh, for many of your picks. Uh, first uh, and foremost, one that I would love to find on vinyl, uh, Damien Gerardo, uh, Manacopa. Man, I really enjoyed sneaking my way into Manacopa and, and exploring it. Like uh, like I was one of those kids from Stranger Things just <laughs> falling into the darkness. Really cool album. His catalog is so rich uh, with beautiful haunting albums. Uh, definitely check him, uh, his his whole catalog out, but Maricopa in particular. Yeah. Man, what a great record. Yeah, you know, he, he was like really my obsession for you know, like four years ago and um, just such an interesting guy and his concepts are, are great. And um, I... Yeah, I've talked to him briefly sometimes over over Facebook, and the dude is just completely humble, completely interesting, and I I love his record. So definitely check them out for sure. Very cool. Uh, You know, another one that I'm blown away, I picked up right away, um, Towns Van Zandt's self-titled album, Towns Van Zandt. You know, America's Forgotten National Treasure, as far as I'm concerned. This is one of, uh, like I said, I picked it up before we finished, before we recorded the episode. I knew I wanted it and bought it. Absolutely stunning songwriting. 
Uh, and when you learn Town's backstory, it adds a depth that the Atlantic Ocean could just fall right into. I mean, just an amazing album. So much going on. Uh, just yeah, beautiful. Yeah. You know, he was he was one that we kept getting pointed to in the direction of if you know for Mount Rushmore of of songwriting people. Um, you know, he was uh, com- comparable to Dylan in the sense of what he could put together. And it's funny because I've always heard his name, but it was for some reason Van Zant linked up in my mind to you know Leonard Skinner or something like that. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I must have heard of him already before. Uh, but right. I I we we never did the. You know, really had a concentrated effort into him, and I tell you what, I I would challenge anyone to find like a really poorly written song by him in his entire catalog because everything is really on point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up, I mean, I I'm not gonna lie, I picked a lot of shit for this because I really had a great year listening to music with you. Thanks. Uh, Soul Asylum's Hang Time. Right. I still can't get over that. I I, I not only like but continue to find myself going back to a soul asylum album. Uh, I mean, just this was a great reminder that just because you think, you know, a band uh, based on their singles, you may not actually know anything the fuck about that band. Really cool record. Uh, I mean, just absolutely stunning. If, If you only know soul asylums hits, check this out. You will absolutely change your tune about that band. Yeah. And this was what we kind of learned about together. Obviously I, mm-hmm. it was my recommendation, but it was one that was passed on to me to go ahead and, and uh, listen to. So we went ahead and, and did that together. And I think we were both equally as shocked because again, we associated them with the hits and I get it because they were a big band in the nineties and that's how you associated with the bands. But you wouldn't think an album like this uh, would have existed. And it's really, really impressive. And again, they were contemporaries in the Minneapolis scene with the replacements and with Husker do. And uh, this album is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up for me is uh, Jason and the Scorchers oh. lost and found the, uh, the bastard stepdads of cow punk. Uh, they rule. Uh, this is uh, another one I picked up this year. Just an outstanding band that time just refuses to do justice to. Uh, but the music uh, I love and uh, I, I'm better because of the influences that they've had on bands that I like and, and the influence they've had on me. Just a really cool, energetic band that the world should know more of. Yeah, you know, knowing their story and knowing what they... Um you know how J- Jason from Jason the Scorchers was really, really just trying to be forward thinking with this whole mixing of, um, you know, country with the jolt of, of uh, the Ramones at the end of the day. It was really something and he took a chance. He took a chance by moving to Nashville and really pushing the sound. And this led us to Mark into a really mm-hmm. rabbit holes of finding all these alternative countries and alternative country and cowpunk bands uh, it's been awesome another band too which maybe we'll do a spotlight on shortly mm-hmm. uh, a thin white rope uh, one i have to say has been a tremendous find for anyone who has never heard of them before and um we should probably do an episode on them soon <laughs> i'm surprised we haven't honestly uh because frank bothers me all the time yeah. with how much he's listening to a thin white rope yeah. uh, not bothers me but he he's just always talking about it i always get like screenshots and lyrics and it's like Okay, that's happening again. But it's awesome because that's what music's supposed to do, right? Music is supposed to draw us in like that. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to cut a little bit down towards the end here just because I, I like, legitimately did pick a ton of these. Um, yeah. uh, the Pogues, oh. Rum, Sodomy, and the Lash. I, I, 
I don't want to say uh, I saved the best for last, but damn, man, Rum Sodomy and the Lash is just such an amazing window into the Pogues. Um, you can smell the whiskey, cigarettes, oh. and just steal beer in the recording. Uh, a pair of brown eyes still haunts me. Um, flaws and all, an absolutely stunning record everyone should hear. Yeah, great, great stuff. Well, you did a, a nice stuff list first, Mark. Uh, so give it to me. Which ones now hit or hit, didn't hit? So they missed a mark. Not you, Mark. <laughs> they missed a mark. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about those now. Oh, man, you know, with my moodiness, you can never tell what will work and won't work. But uh, I certainly, uh, yeah, I struggled with a few of the picks this year. Uh, Buffalo Tom, right mm. off the top. More like Buffalo Tom. <laughs> uh, I was not feeling it like any of it. This was one of those you had to be there when situations for the band. And for me, as you can imagine, I wasn't there. Um that said, I think we should uh, keep trying to find more of these 90s artists that fell under the radar because I feel like there are a lot more of this era of indie rock that we really could get into uh, just without uh, old Buffalo No Tom here for me. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on that one. I don't have to say anything else. <laughs> yeah, no, fair. Uh, the Stone Roses, I know this is one you were excited about. Uh, I found these guys really interesting, but couldn't bring myself to listen to more. Uh, I tried and just couldn't make the connection. Uh, I do have a reminder set to listen to this album in about four months. Because oh. I like to listen to like just come back and see if it changes. So we'll see if it's any different there, if my brain can make any of the connections to it. Um, or if they just, uh, you know, one of those phenomenons that I, I don't get. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Van yeah. Uh, Huizer. Um <laughs> I'm getting a headache thinking about that record. Never mind. Let's skip it. All right. Next. Um, the MXPX spotlight. Was oh, this tough, was, yeah, this, this was, was a tough, tough one for you. me. Uh, I went in with a ton of preconceived notions, uh, not enough of which were squashed for me to say, <laughs> I like the band any more than I previously had. Um, they're, they're like the ketchup of punk rock for me. And I just don't like ketchup. It tastes all like fake sugar and I've never these liked things. It. Yeah. yeah. So uh, for, for both uh, MXPX and Ketchup, uh, I'm a pass on this one. There you go. There you yeah. go. Fair enough. Um, how about you, man? I, I know there were a handful of choices made that, that didn't do uh, so much for you. So give them to me. Let me have them. Sure. So I'm going to start with the, the Black Pumas one. And it's because that wasn't me. Right. Right. <laughs> that, that, that was a fan request. I know. <laughs> uh, but it's weird because it. it it is a great album and, and I'm intrigued as to what they do next. And, and I gave it a very high rating on, on, on that episode. And, and I still think it merits that it's just something I don't find myself going back to a lot. So that's more just a personal preference. Um, one you did though recommend is crikey. <laughs> Sorry about this one. No, it's okay, man. As much I, mean, as I don't know you the apology as much as, uh, never mind. as Go much on. as crikey does, but yeah, <laughs> Uh, listen, I love Fugazi and, and Mackay. Uh, this album did do it. The songs had this weird melody and overall vibe musically and was just not enough to keep me wanting to listen to it. I mean, I don't have to say more. Listen to our episode. I think we both agreed on it. <laughs> yeah, I I got to tell you, I will not be listening to whatever. If they have another release, whatever it is, it's going to need some serious points from Mother Clucker before I even try to listen to it. Yep, he agrees. 
Oh. oh. All right. Uh, the next one was the Joan Jett uh, episode mm-hmm. we did. Listen, we obviously knew her hits, but I don't think we knew the extent of her full albums. And to much my surprise, the full albums uh, as, a, as an entity was very, very weak. Outside of the hits, the albums were filled with odd covers, Little Drummer Boy, uh, and really generic bland songs and as i said the episode i respect her and her longevity uh but the albums were a legit bore yeah yeah i, I agree with you yeah yeah and one of our most recent episodes mark typo mm-hmm. negative um yeah i'm just not into it so <laughs> no me neither hey look some sometimes you try to stretch yourself into uh into into something you know nothing about and that uh, dolphin time doesn't work and that was one of them that was one of them but it's okay because we had a great time doing Every single thing. That's right. We had a fantastic time. Yeah. Every single thing. Frank, it's game time. (laughs) You and Mother Clucker are going to play a game, a trivia game. Uh, And each question will have some relation to an artist that we covered this year. All right. All right. So I'm going to start you off with an easy one. Um, Now, there are a total of 90 possible points. You need to get 70 to win. Oh. Each, each question is worth five you points. Have your own, you have your own scoring system. <laughs> Let's see if I remember to keep score. <laughs> All right, question one. Yeah. Paul McCartney credits this artist with, quote, teaching him everything he knows, end quote. With teaching him everything he knows. We did the Paul mm-hmm. McCartney episode. That was this year, wasn't it? That was. That was the first episode of this year. That's right. Mm, let's see teaching him everything he knows teaching paul mccartney everything he knows it wouldn't be (laughs) excuse you clucker Uh, (laughs) um it, it wouldn't be little richard yes it's little richard very nice that's five points franco Yes, I was gonna say uh, I was gonna say Fats Domino, but I was uh, like I was like because he had such an affinity for for Fats Domino and Little Richard, but I was like I I really think it's Little Richard. So you remember when Little Richard was like the uh, like the Strawberry King or something oh, on that like totally <laughs> on that uh, Alice in Wonderland's TV show that was super weird. Yeah. Oh, how could um, I, how could I? That was fantastic. Question two: Tom Petty. Also played bass for the Traveling Wilburys, almost yeah. as a joke, uh, in order to cut. Uh, excuse me, the band formed almost as a joke in order to cut a B side for which of this member of the band? Uh, George Harrison. That is correct. Yep, yep. That one I remember. All right. Bonus question: oh, uh, Can you name the A side of that single? I won't back down incorrect uh, this is love was the a side do you want to try for the b side mm, this would be the traveling wilbury song oh oh via traveling wilbury song um you said it was as a, um the band the traveling wilbury is formed as a joke not that this song was a joke oh okay okay end of the line no oh no, it was Handle With Care. Handle With Care, the, the other Handle single. With care, darn yeah. it, darn it, Mother Clucker. That's all right, that's all right. Uh, <clears throat> painfully, we covered Motley Crue's Dr. Feelgood. Oh, please. At the request of our buddy, uh, 
Senorita Brito. <laughs> not on that album. We is destroyed sma- that record. We really did. Uh, not on that album is their smash hit, Girls, Girls, Girls. Frank, of these four places, which one does that old car crash Vince McNeil not mention? <laughs> I said Vince McNeil. That's not right. Vince Neil. Vince Neil. Um, which one of these places is not mentioned in Girls, Girls, Girls? Is All right. it Paris? Hmm. Atlanta, London, or Tropicana? Paris, Atlanta, London, or Tropicana? Paris. No, no, no. Atlanta's mentioned. Uh, is it? Yes. Uh, Paris is mentioned. What was the other ones? London or Tropicana? Are you Googling this right now? Where are those eyeballs? I can't see. What's going no, they're, on? They're, they're, by, they're by Mother Clucker here. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to say the Tropicana. No, it was London. It was London. All right. <clears throat> this one's worth a ton of points. Okay. Weezer's Van Weezer was the third album of the band that we've covered. I wrote Weezer like nine times in a row, so I skipped one. <laughs> <laughs> the band has 15 studio albums, six of which are self-titled and more commonly referred to by the color of the album, uh, the the album covers color. Um, Name all six double points if you can do it in order. Blue. Mm -hmm. Green. Uh Uh-huh. Red. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Black? Correct, but not in order. Yeah, because the one after black is white, so then there's one before black. Um, um, mm, eh, uh, it's not purple. It's not yellow. It's not orange. Um, it's not brown. Isn't it? Uh, what'd you say? <laughs> Isn't it? I don't know. Oh, hold on now. It's not... I'm trying to think of primary colors. Then I'm trying to think of secondary colors. I mm-hmm. can't. I I could get blue. I get green. I get red. I know there's mm-hmm. one in between there. Then there's black, and then there's white. I don't know that last one. Teal. Oh, the Teal cover, was the last cover one. record, which I didn't. Okay, there you go. Yep. Yep. Hey, look, you still made out pretty good on that one. You got some good points there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to take a commercial break so I can add all these up. We uh, learned. <laughs> Thanks, Mother Clucker. Uh, we learned a lot about the infighting amongst the members of the Ramones. Oh, we sure did. Uh, when we covered Subterranean Jungle. Uh, while the band was always a four-piece, there were actually how many official members of the Ramones? At, at this, in this particular time or like o- overall? Overall. Uh, how, how many official Ramones? How many? Ofi- so how many people to have just to clarify how many people to have the ramones last name correct o- officially as members of the band also i'll give you five points for each one that you can name eight 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 oh final answer yes yes you're right eight do, do you want to try to name them each one's worth an extra five points. Joey, Johnny, Dee Dee, Tommy, 
Marky, of course. Uh, uh-huh. There was there was that Richie character, uh, uh-huh. CJ, and Elvis. Oh, great job! Great job! That is all eight Ramones. All right. <clears throat> Next question. Yes, see. Black Sabbath. Oh, that's right. Blew your minds earlier this year when we covered master uh, their masterpiece, Masters of Reality. Oh, so true. It's hard to think of the band with any other name. Frank, can you tell me which of these four names the band used before uh, taking the title Black Sabbath? I'll try. Earth, wind, fire, <laughs> or church? I'm going with church. Ooh, incorrect. It was earth. It was earth. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Uh, so they were going to be Earth. They were going to be. They were Earth first. Yeah. Earth, Could you earth, imagine earth, earth, Master of Reality? <laughs> earth first. <laughs> yeah. Earth Sabbath, bloody Sabbath. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, okay. Thankfully, they, thankfully they changed it. <laughs> Absolutely. Good old Geezer Butler on the save. Huey Lewis of the famed Huey Lewis and the News has countless credits for playing his harmonica. Uh, for many of his friends. Speaking of loud noises people think uh, people don't like, he also played a helicopter pilot in this 1998 sci-fi flick. Really? I really went all the way around to get to that question, didn't I? Man, I thought, yeah, I thought you were totally going in another direction with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 1998 sci-fi flick? With Huey Lewis, of Huey Lewis in the news, flying a helicopter. It's the power of love. That has nothing to do with it. I just wanted to sing uh, the song just to try to, so we didn't have a bunch of dead air. What came out? Jeez, what came out in 98? Uh, movies. Yeah, movies. Armageddon? Mm, nope, nope. No. It was the movie Sphere. Ah, uh, who else? Sphere. I don't know. All right. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was all I looked up for the question. All right, last question. Are you ready? This one's I, a long one. I am. All right, here we go. Known as the little old band from Texas, ZZ Top was anything but Lil. In 1976, they embarked on the Worldwide Texas Tour, commonly oh, yeah. known as WWTT. Uh, packing <laughs> tractor trailers, nobody says that. Packing tractor trailers with all sorts of Texas paraphernalia to bring, quote, bring Texas to the people. We're talking Longhorn Steer, Black Buffalo, Vultures, and Rattlesnakes as well as plants like agave and cacti, um, <laughs> plus a giant stage shaped like the state of Texas itself. Right. The animals were displayed on stage as the band played. Frank, can you tell me which animal went on a rampage and smashed the tank housing the rattlesnakes? God, they brought animals into this, huh? Yep, longhorn steers, black buffalo, vultures, and rattlesnakes. I'm gonna say which one? The, um, okay, so that was that was that's the choices. Yes. Remember that they smashed the rattlesnakes' cage. Right. Hold on. Or tank. Hold on. Me... Are you can you and Mother Clucker and working this one out? Yeah, give me a second, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> He's, yapp- he's yappy today. I, I do apologize. Yeah. No, it's all right. <laughs> Just give me a chance to score this. 
I'm going to say the, the Black Buffalo. Uh, correct. Correct. The Black Buffalo uh, apparently went on a rampage and they had to tranquilize it. The band thought that they could uh, play it down by playing something a little quieter and soothing. Uh, but when that didn't work, uh, they just ran off stage and left it to the roadies to handle. So rock and roll. There you go. So rock and roll. I'll count the scores. I'll send you an email. It's fine. Hey, there we go. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, that, that, that was fun. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, buddy. Uh, Frank, we're, we're taking next week off. We are. So our next episode won't drop until January 7th-ish, provided I can use a calendar. Yes. You know, provided uh, I don't disappear again, uh, you want to tell folks uh, listening around the interweb what we have lined up for our first installment of Check Out This Record 20. 22. Yeah, so excited. I mean, just a lot mm-hmm. of cool thoughts going back and forth. But uh, we mm-hmm. wanted to kick off something um, with a conversation. Of course, we had the other day. And we're like, well, why hasn't this been covered more? So anyway, uh, we're talking about feelings and leftovers, right? Mm-hmm. For the same reason, Mark, uh, our love for Lagwagon. Um, at, we've never really concentrated on these records. And and I don't know why. And we were both in the same arena with it as much as we love and admire this band. Uh, this album, and of course the Leftovers album, which is a B-side album, uh, we we never concentrated on. So let, maybe we'll figure out as to why that was, or maybe mm-hmm. we'll find out what's going on. But uh, I'm ready, my man. I'm ready to do this. Excellent. So pumped. Uh, we, we've never been shy about uh, our love for the Mighty Lagwagon, and I'm looking forward to getting into those nooks and crannies of the band myself. Mm. I think it's safe to say we'll probably do their entire discography <laughs> throughout sure. the course of this show. I'm sure. um, just so that we don't have to breeze through it on a spotlight. Anyways, uh, as much as we can before uh, Frank kills me for making him listen uh, to too much weirdo metal. Uh, uh, I, I'm not sure where that sentence came in, but you better not. Yeah. Uh, I'm just following the babes. I mean, music. Uh, I'm just following the music, my man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you too, mother clucker. A huge thank you to everyone who listens to this program and helps us out with requests, suggestions, and of course, uh, making fun of uh, me on the internet, uh, where your opinion means <laughs> nothing. Your opinion means nothing because it's the internet and everyone has one. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Mother Clucker said it. And thank you, everyone who listens. Of course, remember, like, subscribe, rate, review, and be safe out there. Yeah. Not only did you make it to the end of the episode with us, but you made it to the end of the year. With us, Happy. Um, <laughs> thank you so much uh, for the last time in, in 2021. Oh. Uh, won't you say it with me now? Oh my my! Oh hell yes! Oh oh my my! <laughs> oh man, that sounded really good. Like that was you a good do taps or something. <laughs> It's where, uh-huh. it's where you it's where you squeeze them. That's that's really what it is at the end. Of the really, day. so you can kind of play Mother Clucker like an instrument, huh? Absolutely. Oh man, that's good stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Bye. Bye.